A delegation sent by U.S. President Joe Biden left Taiwan Friday morning after a three-day visit. The group, which was led by former U.S. Senator Chris Dodd, met with President Tsai and other high-level officials at a formal dinner on Thursday. According to the presidential office, the two sides discussed regional issues, the pandemic and trade cooperation. The White House emphasizes that this was an unofficial visit. Even so, during his time in Taiwan, Dodd had reiterated U.S. support for Taiwan, and he met with an array of senior Taiwan officials. According to AIT Chairman Richard Bush, the visit was likely meant to put Taiwan at ease and to provide greater clarity on U.S. policy. According to Chinese law expert Jerome Cohen, the visit represented Biden's new form of diplomacy, one that puts facts and functions over the formalities of interstate relations. Japanese auto chipmaker Renesis Electronics has turned to TSMC for help after a fire broke out on its 12-inch wafer production line last month. According to Japanese media, TSMC has agreed to take on a part of the company's production commitments. Experts say it may be half a year before production at Renesis fully recovers. That's bad news for the automotive in- industry which is already struggling with a global semiconductor shortage. Amid a global shortage of automotive chips, countries have turned to Taiwan for help. Now a major Japanese chipmaker, Renesas Electronics, is also placing orders with Taiwan's TSMC. According to an insider report, major global supplier TSMC has agreed to increase production to meet demand from Renaissance. In response to requests from Renaissance and the Japanese government, the supplier is considering moving its shipment date up and delivering the chips early. Renaissance holds roughly one-third of the automotive chip market. However, in March, a fire at the company's factory in Ibaraki Prefecture destroyed 5% of the factory's semiconductor cleanroom. More than 20 of the factory's machines used to produce automotive microcontrollers were destroyed in the blaze, throwing the production schedule into disarray. Around the second half of April, we will probably see supply come to a halt. Renaissance estimates that full recovery of production levels will take at least three or four months. Some experts have a more pessimistic outlook, estimating that half a year is needed. The company says its store of chips may only last until the end of April. It has moved some production to facilities in Ehime Prefecture and is also outsourcing production to other countries, including Taiwan. Renaissance aims to resume production by the 19th, but for levels to reach those before the fire will take several months. In the meantime, car manufacturers will see a slowdown in production. Car companies were already dealing with a chip shortage, and the situation is about to get worse. Subaru and Suzuki scaled back production earlier this month. Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen announced production halts on Wednesday. Now, five Ford factories in the U.S. and one in Turkey are also halting production. With chip demand showing no signs of abating, it seems the car industry's plight will not be resolved soon. After more than 50 years in Taiwan, the U.S. banking giant Citibank is making an exit. Citibank has announced plans to quit the consumer banking business in 13 markets across Europe and Asia, including Taiwan. Currently, the bank has 2.8 million retail customers and more than 4,000 employees across the country. Although it hasn't given a time frame for its departure, 
A big question now looms about the impact of its exit on its customers and workforce. Visibly anxious, these customers have come to the bank to get information. News of Citibank's withdrawal from the Taiwan market has raised concerns among its clients. Citibank first arrived in Taiwan in 1964. It was the first foreign financial institution in the country to issue credit cards. Today, it has 45 branches nationwide and serves 2.8 million retail customers who conducted some 16.7 billion NT in transactions in March. If there is to be an adjustment to its services, a business plan must be submitted to us. We will then conduct a review based on the contents of that plan. Citibank has issued a statement saying it has no timeline for its withdrawal. In the meantime, there will be no changes to its services and there will be no immediate impact on company employees. This has to do with the restructuring at Citibank. They've provided both consumer and business services, but in the past several years of operations, they may have found that the business service is more profitable. The experts said that Taiwan's crowded consumer banking sector has been cutting into profits for Citibank. The bank is set to withdraw from the retail market and instead focus its attention on its institutional clients group. It currently has more than 4,000 employees who now face an uncertain future. If a company needs to do a mass layoff, it must notify the Labor Bureau 60 days before doing so. It must provide a plan. And within 10 days of providing that plan, it must reach an agreement with its employees. Taipei's Labor Department says Citibank must provide it with a comprehensive plan. Meanwhile, the Development Bank of Singapore has expressed interest in acquiring Citibank's consumer division. With the golden age of consumer banking behind it, Citibank must now forge a new path forward, one that hopefully does not leave its thousands of bank workers behind. Water rationing is about to become more stringent. Officials announced that starting next Friday, the water pressure in Taoyuan will be reduced all day instead of only during late night hours. In Xinju, Tainan and Kaohsiung, water conservation targets will be raised for industrial parks. In addition, non-industrial commercial users like car wash operators will need to reduce their water use by 20 percent, up from 10 percent. In Taichung, Meili and northern Zhanghua, water is already being cut off two days a week on a rotating basis. This measure has been in place for 10 days now. The government says it's exploring new water sources for the region. CPC Corporation plans to dig its own well near Meili's Liyutan Reservoir. By the end of the month, it plans to have three deep wells that can provide up to 15,000 tons of water a day. You've heard of car insurance and life insurance, but what about vaccine insurance? The government has approved a new insurance product for people planning to get vaccinated for COVID-19. Premiums start at 226 NT a year, and you can get up to 3,000 NT a day if you're hospitalized for an adverse reaction. Vaccination rates still haven't picked up, even with four priority groups eligible. Officials said Wednesday that 10,000 doses would be offered to non-priority groups at their own expense. In response, the Insurance Bureau has authorized the sale of vaccine insurance, a first-of-its-kind product in Taiwan. When SARS broke out back in the day, vaccine insurance did not appear on the market. 
Why is it appearing now? It might be due to the global nature of COVID. If you experience an adverse reaction after vaccination, you may need to be hospitalized. You need to be hospitalized to be eligible for a payout. Insurers are likely to treat claims with leniency. Two companies, Fubon Insurance and Chubb Life Taiwan, are offering policies. Fubon's plan is open to those 3 to 70 years old. If you suffer an adverse reaction and require hospitalization, you'll get 5,000 NT. If you're in the hospital for at least five consecutive days, there's another payout of 30,000 NT. As for Chubb, it offers up to 3,000 NT a day for up to 14 days. However, it only covers reactions after a COVID vaccine, whereas Fubont covers reactions from all vaccines. Both policies cost less than 300 NT for one year of coverage. Insurance workers think they'll sell well. Especially among white-collar workers, if they have to be hospitalized due to the vaccine, they'll get a payout of 3,000 NT a day for up to 14 days. From the view of an ordinary white-collar worker, this policy is like Mother Teresa. The part that people know less about and the part they're more concerned about is the more unusual reactions caused by the immune system, the side effects that are more difficult to predict. With the AstraZeneca vaccine, there's the question of blood clots. It is currently unknown who is at higher risk. So if people want to take out vaccine insurance, of course, that's fine. It's just a form of commercial activity. Earlier in the days of the pandemic, quarantine insurance had taken Taiwan by storm. With self-paid vaccines to debut, insurance firms are keeping one step ahead with a policy that could encourage more people to get vaccinated. Lumpy skin disease, a viral disease that affects cattle, has been found on Taiwan proper for the first time. The virus was confirmed on Thursday at a farm in Linko, New Taipei. Eight infected cows have been destroyed and buried. Gene sequencing showed that they were infected with the same strain found among cows in Jingmen last year and in China in 2019. Officials say the virus may have been spread by mosquitoes carried on cargo planes or ships. This cattle farm in Linko is located near Taipei Port. The ships and vessels at the port need a space for disinfection and cleaning. Please ask the EPA to ensure that this is carried out to the highest standards. There are 1,700 cattle farms in the country. After we complete our three-day inspection, we will use our 45,000 vaccine doses in high-risk areas. This will be done as soon as possible. The government has placed an urgent order for another 180,000 doses of vaccine from international vaccine banks. In the coming two weeks, all Taiwanese cattle will be vaccinated. Lumpy skin disease is mainly spread by mosquitoes and direct contact to skin lesions. It cannot be spread to humans. In infected cows, it can cause infertility, milk yield loss and even death. The Baishatun Mazu pilgrimage is now in the fifth day of its eight-day, 400-kilometer trek from Miaoli to Yingling and back. President Tsai caught up with the Taoist pilgrims in Yingling, where she passed out souvenirs and joined them for about four kilometers. Seeing President Tsai in the procession, the pilgrims clamor and call out. Surrounded by hustle and bustle, Tsai walks with the procession for about four kilometers. When the palanquin bearing the Madzu statue arrived in Beichen police station, Tsai offered incense and a prayer. 
The Baisha Tun Matsu pilgrimage is an annual religious event. This year it embarked on an eight-day trek on April 11th. On the fifth day, Tsai came bearing gifts for the pilgrims. The Baisha Tun Matsu pilgrimage is in its fifth day and has arrived at Yunling's Beigang. The president handed out essential oil patches to relieve the pilgrims' aches and fatigue. Naturally, it hurts if you walk a long time. Soreness is inevitable, so this is a highly practical gift. It's such a thoughtful gift. It will allow us to relax when we have some downtime. You can stick it to the bottom of your feet, since soles hurt from walking. Participation in the Baisha Twin Mazu pilgrimage reached record heights this year, with nearly 80,000 people signing up. With the president in their ranks, her secret service was on high alert, prepared for all contingencies. Does the legislative yuan need a new home? That's the question at hand for legislative speaker Yoshi Kun, as he attempts to resolve numerous issues with the building currently housing the legislature. After 60 years in a former girls' school in Taipei, many think a change of scene is needed. Some lawmakers are even arguing for the institution to move out of the capital. But so far, there's no consensus on the ideal location. A cafe in the legislative yuan. A surveyor points to the corrugated iron roof of the building. Speaker Yeo then reveals that decades ago, the roof was erected illegally. That's not a problem you expect for a legislature. The building in Taipei's Zhongzhen district was Taipei's second girls' high school in the Japanese colonial era. In 1960, the legislature moved in. Sixty years later, the building is showing its age. The internal organization of the building isn't ideal, and that semi-legal roof has seen better days. There are health and safety issues, and many think it's unbefitting Taiwan's government. A new committee has been set up to consider changes, and on Thursday, Speaker Yeo held its first meeting with experts. Committee members from every party have offered various sites for new establishments or suggestions for renovations at the present location. Many voices are also arguing for moving to a new site. Among the new sites suggested are Hua Shan 1914 Creative Park, Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, the former Air Force Command Headquarters in Da'an District, Chengongling Military Base in Taichung, and the Jianghua High Speed Rail Station. Many locations have been suggested. My goal is to work together with all the committee members to secure a definite location before the end of my term in office. That would make me very happy. The committee will consult numerous architects and urban planners including Ling Zhou-ming, former head of the Taipei Department of Urban Development. Legislators are casting their net far and wide in the search for solutions. What would you say are the top family-friendly nightlife options? Night markets? Yes. Hot springs? Sure. How about firefly viewing? The glowing beetles are at their peak over the next month. Ilan County has published a guide with tips and tricks for firefly hunting. It hopes more families will make a pilgrimage to the countryside this spring. In the depths of the night, a group gathers. Hush whispers, earnest concentration. What is all the excitement about? Fireflies. <laughs> Here in someone's hand, they linger, radiating a faint glow. But as soon as a torch approaches, they fly away, shy. 
嗯，放在袋子里面呢、啊。第一次看，我觉得很震撼，很惊奇。有人有说这边有很多啊。Mid-April to the end of May is the season to see fireflies. There are lots of good spots in Yilan County, all the way from Toucheng to Nanao. The county government and Yilan Leisure Farming Development Association have published a How to Find Fireflies guide, hoping to attract 1,000 extra visitors to the county in the next month. Every May is the most beautiful time for our fireflies in Yilan. Our firefly ecological event can support the hospitality and farming industries. Leave the TV behind and come down to the farm for a well-informed firefly appreciation holiday. Yilan is an enchanting county and late spring one of its most delightful seasons. Locals are hoping that in 2021, more visitors will venture down to take in its natural wonders. A small outbreak of allergic reactions caused by caterpillars has broken out in Gaoshong. A local doctor says he's had multiple patients come in with a mild rash caused by caterpillar bristles. He tells parents to make sure that they take their kids to the doctor if they encounter the rash. That's the best way to make sure it doesn't lead to anything more serious. Spring is here, the flowers are blooming, and parks are full of families playing on the grass, picnicking and sunbathing. For parents, there are lots of things to watch out for. We try to wear long sleeves and trousers so as to not touch the grass with our skin. It can be quite hard to protect against caterpillars. Some children end up with a rash like this despite wearing protective clothes. One doctor treated a one-year-old girl with a mysterious rash on her waist, asymmetrical and very localized. Her parents said she'd recently been to the park. That's when the doctor realized it must have been caused by a caterpillar's bristles poking through her clothes. When you discover a rash in yourself or your child, or an area of concentrated pimples, a bit like mosquito bites, you must immediately take your clothes off. Take a shower and wash your clothes. The bristles will stay in the clothes. Secondly, the rash will often be very itchy. If you just leave it and don't attend to it, and the child scratches, it could get infected. Doctors explain that in the spring breeze, bristles from caterpillars are blown into the air. Some contain venom, and they may cause allergic reactions. In the last six months, this doctor says he's treated 10 patients with such rashes. He advises parents not to treat it like a mosquito bite with a simple dab of cream. Take your child to a doctor, he says, to make sure they get the care they need.